Hey, welcome to the Dynasty with Chris Shang. Um, it's it's a little into the evening, um, but I want to definitely get um, get through all of the uh, actual tangible steps that you can do for your email marketing campaign, so you guys can start setting those things up. Um, and so that's that's what I'm going to be talking about. Hopefully, you've already gone through the intro. Uh, video and or gone to my website www.chrisshang.com and taking a look at um, you know what what email marketing actually means. Um, so that being said, I'm gonna jump into email list uh, or leads generation. Um, you know when you talk about email lead generation, the whole goal is to obviously get the email right for for email marketing purposes. It's just to get the email and ideally. A few other fields um, of the potential customer or user's profile, right? So there's two types of lists that we will focus on, or just in general that there are for um, for email leads. You have inbound, which is ultimately um, somebody that has stumbled upon you or has uh, saw your website, knows about your product or service, and have reached out to you and provided their email address and opted into a newsletter or to get product updates, things like that. That's an inbound email. Um, obviously, there's a lot of things that uh, you should be doing, you can be doing to optimize that um, already. And then there's outbound leads, which is basically um, email lists from uh, from from you know from various sources. But uh, outbound emails are what I'm going to focus on because I feel like that's the way that you actually end up scaling your business and also. Um, there's just a lot of cool things that you can kind of learn from that data that comes back. Uh, ultimately, to me, it's like outbound lists are you evangelizing your story to a very targeted audience of strangers, right? And so people who have never heard of you, um, aren't aware of your brand or product, uh, but you're trying to figure out if if there if if this targeted audience um, in your in, you know actually will buy or 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 make a purchase. Of your product or service, uh, just given certain demographics, right? And um, you know, so I'm going to talk about those two uh, right now. Just kind of skimming over with inbound leads, just because I feel like there is there's a lot of resources online for how to um, how to get emails from inbound um, from inbound generation. Uh, you know, ultimately the goal is to create as many possible email collection points. For however and whenever um, your lead finds you, so the first and foremost is obviously uh, your website, right? And um, having a form set up on your homepage that asks for people's email. And if you've gone to, if you just go shopping online and you go to, um, you know, different types of e-commerce sites, I'm sure you'll you'll start seeing you know a few examples of that. Uh, some sites. You know, it'll pop up and it's actually required for you to fill in your email in order for you to actually view the site. Um, it just really depends on how sticky your product or service is with the consumer. Like if it's more of something that they're going to need, then maybe that makes a lot more sense. Um, but if it's something that's more of like a nice to have or it's a luxury product, then just having a pop up um, and having them be able to X out of it without having to give them uh, give your give their their email or contact information, that might be easier. Um, but it's, I know I know a lot of people think that it's kind of like 
gross, you know, and it doesn't make a good feeling. But the data has proven that uh, the more invasive you make these, the ability to collect user information, the more success you're going to see. Um, and again, it's all about messaging to me. If, if you're going to bombard them with two to three emails a week, then yes, I would feel gross also. Uh, but if you're going to be, you know, hitting them up once every few weeks or maybe even once a month with just product updates, um, service updates, you know, of, of things that are actually going to be useful to them, then then I don't think, you know, I, I think then it's completely practical. Um, but we'll get into that a little bit later. So obviously the easiest thing to collect inbound leads is is having something up on your site. Um, and then there's a lot of really creative ways that you can do that through online ads, social media, having a landing page for, for giveaways or, or discounts. GoPro had been doing um, something very well that I, I, I thought, but uh, obviously their, their stock's not doing very well right now. And uh, But they had a daily giveaway of a GoPro camera and people would just go in there and they would just submit their user information every single day to be entered. Um, but obviously if you're on the receiving end, that's a lot of great data because you know you know, the types of people who are continuously entering in their information, um, how interested they really are into the product. So if you have like a really aggressive discount, that's kind of the, the list that you would target, right? So, um, and you can make those things searchable. So there's things like that. And, um, you know, down to, you can either, you can even create like dummy websites. Um, for example, if you go to scholarships.com, it's, um, it's basically geared towards high school students filling out information to view what kind of scholarships are out there. Uh, but they actually sell that information to another email marketing company um, that ends up distributing those lists to different kinds of companies, for example, credit card companies. So if you're ever a freshman in college, um, I remember when I was a freshman in college, and you wonder like how, how do they know that you're now in college? <laughs> um, well, the chances are if you filled out a form, um, about scholarships or just telling people when you graduated, stuff like that. That information got sold to somebody else that then knows now to reach out to you, um, good or bad. Again, like it depends on messaging to me. And as long as you follow the can spam rules, then I also agree that, um, that you should be fine. So those are a bunch of ways to do inbound uh, lead generation. Um, again, it's, it's really very simple. If you go to the website again, you'll be able to see what I'm talking about but you're trying to just create a landing page, something that lives and breathes within your website, um, and you're trying to just drive as much traffic to, to that page, uh, just very simply, and collect as much, you know, collect, have a very simple form to collect, collect user information. And if you go to my website, you'll see that I have different, um, I have something in the very beginning as you, as you see, land onto the page of like, adding your um, email into a newsletter. And then also if you scroll down, and I have that on every single page in the footer uh, to collect your email in case you know you, you feel like there's a need that uh, you would like to get an update or get added to my newsletter. So those are things that are very simple and you won't believe like how many small businesses I see that don't even do that very well. Um, you just wanna make sure that it's it's very easy for the, for the user to see and, and and put in their information because you'll be surprised how many users actually might want to get product updates, service updates from you. Um, so moving on, the next other type of lead, which is what I tend to focus on, are outbound leads. Um, and email marketers in general tend to frown on these types of lists because 
they're like purchase lists. And so typically with purchase lists, they can be very dirty. And what I mean by dirty is that um, emails are broken. Uh, you know, they're, they're not accurate emails. There are a lot of info ats, blah, 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 or, um, or customer service at blah, 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 that kind of stuff. But to me, you know, one man's garbage is another man's treasure. And I feel like if there's, you can get a lot of these large lists pretty inexpensively, obviously because they are kind of dirty, but um, there's ways to filter that out and turn a lead, leads list of like say 30,000 and, and trim it down to 5,000 legit leads. Um, if you can do that, and I'm gonna share with you how to do that, then I feel like it, it makes a lot of sense, right? Uh, so the first step when you're gonna be working with outbound leads is to try to figure out where your, customer, where your customers sleep, live and breathe either physically or digitally um, and or both to determine how to, and then determine how to best get their email address, right? So um, for example, with SimpleTux, when we we're focusing on the tuxedo rental space, weddings were very kind of difficult other than like going to pay a boatload of money to like constantly go to conventions. Uh, was try it was very difficult to figure out like who your potential customer is going to be at one given time. But we knew that high school students were going to need to rent tuxedos. So that's the whole stemming process of why we focused on the strategy and focused on targeting high school students specifically um, is because they have a prom every year and uh, it's actually written into the dress code that they need to wear formal wear or tuxedos. So uh, if we could just get their user information or just get their contact information, we knew that they were going to be looking at us and we would have a high conversion rate from that. Um, you know, we did go to bridal conventions, but we saw in terms of bang for the buck, it was much more difficult to, to, uh, to convert a wedding party. Um, what ended up working out best for, for weddings was obviously just more like organic searches, SEO type stuff, digital marketing in, in kind of like the more vast, vast sense, but, um, but it wasn't something that was really scalable very quickly. So that's, that's the main thing to think about. Uh, again, using another example that I brought up in terms of like another company that I'm, another business that I'm working on is Renly, which is again, focused on salon owners and uh, stylists. Um, you know, the strategy there is again, to reach out to a list of salon owners, knowing that's going to be dirty and then filtering it out. Uh, and then, you know, once you have enough of those, then you just go ahead and you, for me, the strategy is going to be posting up Facebook ads and that's how I'm going to get the stylists to enter their information and then it's going to matching up the two. Um, but that's the most important thing. Figure out where your customers sleep, live and breathe physically, digitally or both, and then determine how to get their email addresses. Um, typically there's two ways to do that. Uh, there's building a list. Building a list is, um, is, is like going to a convention, uh, looking up associations, message boards where your customers may have opted in their business email. Um, and once you have a site like that, for example, angel.co is a great resource for startups. Um, you know, another one is Crunchbase if you're trying to reach out to startups for whatever reason. Uh, and you can start using those. You can use start scraping those, which is another startup term that we use, but scraping is literally copy and pasting into a spreadsheet. Um, you know, the, the data that you're looking for, whether it's the full name of the person, their email address, um, their title, that kind of stuff. Um, so you can do that. You can start scraping it yourself. Um, you can, a lot of times for conventions, they have the lists of the attendees available for purchase, 
or it's typically part of um, part of the package for exhibiting at a convention. So you can get those lists uh, pretty easily. Um, if you didn't attend the convention, you can typically try to reach out and see if you can buy it. Um, and then there's associations uh, also that, that you can reach out to to, to get these information. Uh, if, you, if you're trying to scrape the email, what I would say is obviously it's going to take a lot of time if you do it yourself. You can outsource those things if you create a very specific list of instructions. I found that if you use Upwork, which is an outsourcing website, um, you can it typically may charge you like $4 an hour. And as long as your instructions are very, very clear, you can get uh, the cost per email down to about 50 cents, which it's pretty good. Um, once you start actually looking around, everything stateside that I've seen in terms of companies that do this are cost around $2. Um, and that's a way for you to start building a list, you know, a few hundred at a time, a few hundred at a time, start building it up. Um, another way is to buy a list. And again, you can do this through, uh, if you just Google whatever demographic you're looking for and then email list, you'll find a bunch of things that popped up. Now, again, make sure that all of them are opt-in, can spam compliant. That's that's super important because um, just in terms of legality reasons, that's going to be super important. Um, but also those lists will tend to be a little bit cleaner. They'll have filter them in so that if you're using an EMS platform, that um, you know the, you're not going to you're not going to run into any problems with that. And I'll talk about that in, in the next episode when I talk about EMS platforms. Um, but yeah, those are those are two very easy ways. If you just go online, start searching, and try to find where your customers are living and breathing, um, a way to start collecting their email addresses. Um, ultimately, you know, both inbound and outbound are very effective, and you might find that you know some that the cost is is relatively the same. And obviously, in those cases, then you you want to definitely skew towards the inbound, um, just because those have a higher likely chance of converting for you. Um, but at the end of the day, in addition to for outbound leads for, leads for me, um, what it does is it also gives you real feedback from from a potential customer um, for you to go back and maybe readdress certain things about your website, maybe address certain things about your product or your customer service or things that you thought, you know, again, uh, you may have 10 products and really everybody's talking about 20%. This is like, again, the 80-20 rule. But everybody's only really caring about 20% of your actual products. So then maybe those are the ones that you want to end up featuring on your site. Um, but it'll give you a lot of data to ultimately uh, mine through anecdotally, tangibly to start figuring out what makes the most sense. And if you go onto my website, again, www.chrisshang.com, you'll just see like some simple formulas for you to start um, figuring out you know, the cost per qualified lead or the cost of the customer acquisition costs, which are great metrics to to understand your the lists that you are creating and trying to figure out you know which which of these lists are proving the most valuable for you. Um, so yeah, if there's any other questions, please tweet me or Facebook message me uh, at the Chris Shang. Again, you can go to my website and you can start following through this. Um, and hopefully, this has been really clear in terms of how you start generating your lists. But I'm gonna start. Uh, going and diving deeper into messaging, which I feel is the most important thing because just having a list is great, but then if you don't know how to message correctly, again, it's like having the wrong bullets for your gun. So uh, I'm going to jump into that. All right. Uh, I will talk to you soon.